Yo, guys, I just walked out of Black Adam, dude. Again? Clark Kent! Again? Again? <laughs> Henry Cavill is coming back! Uh, he's playing Superman, <laughs> and he's going to fight the Rock! Oh, <laughs> man. Are you excited? <laughs> it's gonna happen, right? Give it a music. Give it a music. <laughs> Before we get started, uh, this episode is going to cover basically the state of WB, and then we're going to talk about the James Gunn Guardians holiday special, even though we are in January, but we all really liked it, so we want to cover it. What? <laughs> January. I just want to mention uh, Jeremy Renner was in a snow uh, cat accident this past week. Yeah. He's in the hospital right now. I hope he has a speedy recovery. Um, his stuff has impacted me, um, especially his Avengers stuff, because yeah. that's what I grew up with. Yeah. Um, get well soon, man. And then the Bills player that everyone probably knows about, Damar Hamlin. He got his tube out this morning as of this recording. Yeah. Um, so he's sure, getting better, sure. but I hope he improves and yeah. he gets out of the hospital soon, because that was yeah. scary. It was a scary uh, scene. It, it's, also, it's also kind of a like on Demar Hamlin, like I, I work in a restaurant, as I've said a lot. So we, I, I work in like the bar area a lot and we have like TVs up there and they, the day afterwards just kept showing clips of like the Bills players reacting yep. to Demar's injury. And it's just so heartbreaking because you realize, and this goes for Jeremy Renner too, that a lot of yep. these people that you watch on the big screen are human beings and they have friends and family that care about them so deeply and you sometimes forget that these larger than life people like are can die and they can get hurt and they can suffer things that are unexpected, just like we can suffer things that are unexpected. So it, it hurts, but it's also kind of humanizing, you know, it makes you realize, yeah. hey, and especially us as 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 uh, as podcasters, I'd say that like the people that we talk about and the people that we that whose stuff that we talk about are all human beings too. And James Cameron's like, a human being, Jonathan. Ruben, let's not bring that into the solemn moment, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just um, you know, it, it's just a moment of like, oh my god, you know, these people yeah. who make our lives and who who give us a reason to keep going sometimes can also get hurt and fall down. So yeah, we, for sure. Exactly. You know, hope for their speedy recovery. Uh, and we hope that they get out of the hospital soon and that they can get back to the things that they love um, to some extent. Because I know yeah. things following injuries like these will never be the same, but one can only hope. Yep. Jacob, anything to add? Or Well, I mean, we get so conditioned to just seeing, like, especially from football, like players being carted off the field and stuff like that. I'm kind of paraphrasing the Bill Coach here. Uh, but, like, we get conditioned to that and we don't, like, really, you know, like value the human life, you know what I mean? Behind it, you know, the, the life being carted off the field yeah. or like the injury happening on the field, we kind of just like, okay, move forward. That person's out, you know what I mean? The game still like goes on, but sometimes you have to like take back. And this is a good reminder, you know what I mean? It's just like, you gotta, you gotta value all that, all those people and stuff like that, all their contributions. They're not just entertainment. Like They're not just entertainment. And so that like when something like this happens, and when, you know, a, a game needs to stop, you know, you have to be able to do that. And uh, I'm glad that they responded in a good way. 
uh, on Monday night. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's nice to just see that the, the audience responded as well as they did, um, you know, donating, hoping to, to donate like $7 million to his uh, charity fund or whatever. Yeah, seven and a half uh, million dollars Damn. for his charity. So original goal was only 2,500. Exactly. Jesus. Yeah. So people understood. Everyone got behind it. Bape yeah. in humanity, you know? Exactly. People the, understood you know? the significance yeah. and like how serious all of it was on, on Monday night and stuff like that. And, and the fact that you know, even the people present in the game were able to say, like, okay, like, let, like, like, it's fine that I lost my ticket, that I didn't get to watch this game, yeah. that I only watched a total of 10 minutes. But, like, in the end of the day, like, this is what matters more, uh, the life of a human being. So, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's been good. Thankfully, uh, Jeremy Renner and DeMar Hamlin are both awake. They both appear to be getting better. Um, so, hopefully – that continues and thoughts and prayers to their family and friends as they go through this tough time. Yeah. All right. Uh, so to start off on our uh, podcasting this episode, uh, another installment of what I love to call Mr. Zazlav's Wild Ride. We have had too many installments of this. I cannot wait till he inevitably gets fired. Like, um, like Bob Apex or whatever the hell is Bob Chapek, Chapek. Yeah, Rob Blayblex. <laughs> yeah, Bob uh, Roblox. <laughs> so apparently, um, you know what? Let's start with this. So HBO Max uh, oh at the beginning of the year. So their licensing agreement with WB, their parent company, uh, for the last three seasons of the Flintstones and 256 of the original Looney Tunes cartoons. The ones from 1940 on how many? 256. All got removed from HBO Max of the original Looney Tunes. Um, and they're apparently not coming back. I, I oh, think oh. not to HBO Max, apparently. Apparently, just like everything else, and I'm speculating here, it is that they had not they did not have enough money to pay themselves for the licensing fees for Looney Tunes and the Flintstones. <laughs> So more signs of the financial strains of Warner Brothers Discovery right now. Hey guys, but don't worry, we only lost the Flintstone seasons that had the great kazoo in them. Some people were actually pissed about that. We didn't lose much, okay? (laughs) Nobody (laughs) likes the great kazoo, all right? Is it kazoo? I don't care what his name is. (laughs) The green Kamuan, all right? That guy. (laughs) Damn. <laughs> Jonathan, your thoughts on this content being removed from HBO Max and what it means for Warner Brothers? I can't remember who it was, but a wise man once said, "If you ain't got no money, take your broke ass home." I said, "If you ain't got no money, take your broke ass home," and I live by that. <laughs> Translation: This is horrible mismanagement. <laughs> They need to. They need to. They need to learn how to budget. Pull out the Excel sheet, dude. Anything. Just do something. Figure this shit out. It can get it worse. Stop letting it get worse. Akobo, same question to you. What do you? Yeah. What do you think about uh, all this content being removed from HBO and what it means for Warner Brothers? Well, obviously they're in. Uh, they're in a quarter. You're, you're not sure, like. <laughs> Uh, the fact that they have to sell all this stuff up, or like they have to they lose it, because 
They lose it because they couldn't pay, pay the it? licensing fee again to Warner yeah, Brothers. No, HBO didn't pay the licensing. They couldn't pay themselves. They're yeah, in no, debt to themselves. I actually don't know how it's possible. I like it's funny, but I literally don't know. And how why? can you not add it again? You know what I mean? That's the that's the part that's like like I don't know, shocks me and also No, I like, they haven't confirmed it, but I imagine they're gonna sell it to someone else and they're gonna yeah. put it on their service. Oh my god, I wish we had a big enough following to request, like to start a GoFundMe and try to <laughs> WB? Get it Yeah, no, no, not for WB for us to buy the rights to these Looney Tunes cartoons. They never sell it to us. Are you kidding? I- <laughs> the Looney Tunes are still their crown jewel. This is like if Disney would take down all the old Mickey Mouse shorts, they'd never do that. But like, it's that, I I don't know what like an animated character did to David Zaslav when he was a kid. Uh, (laughs) But it must've been something unspeakable. Why is David Zaslav? David Zaslav is just like a Bob Hoskins character from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. His brother got killed by a tune. (laughs) (laughs) Or or Tex Richman, except instead of Muppets, it's uh. Cartoon yeah, characters. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, not paying rent for his animated characters. What type of lazy bastard does that? Although, who who knew that Space Jam A New Legacy would have foreshadowed the new direction of Warner Brothers? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Where they like disregard their own wow, cartoons. God damn. <laughs> Prophetic. LeBron wrote that movie. You know, he no, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. He has a writing credit. No, he doesn't. So yeah. making stuff up. Yeah, he said. He said, "Let me write the lines for my boy Clay Thompson." He was the wet one ball. who wrote, he wrote "Wet Ball Baby." Stop, stop. That was him. That was LeBron. Oh he wrote that line. <laughs> what is your obsession with that line? It's stupid. <laughs> All right. Hey, next, Adam, could you imagine getting paid thousands of dollars to say "Wet Ball Baby"? Because Clay Thompson knows what that feeling is like. <laughs> Man, it's probably worth it. He's already making millions and millions of dollars. By the way, Clay scored 54 in a game the other night against the Rockets. No, I think it was the the Hawks, right? No, I think it was yeah. the Rockets. Um, anyway, it's because anyway, he bought a new back. he bought a new training facility using that wet ball baby money. <laughs> anyway, Clay's back is all I'm saying. He has been back for a while. That man's great. I love Clay Thompson. I actually unironically really like Clay Thompson. All right. So next up on the – yeah, no, Clay Thompson's amazing. Uh, amazing to Probably watch. Probably the only <laughs> warrior I, li- I like, actually love. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's like, like an asshole. Most like, players asshole are. With the heart exactly. of gold. There we go. I, 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 I'll agree with that. It was against the Hawks. Right. Yeah. yeah, okay. It's against the Hawks. It's it was against the Hawks. I knew it. False alarm. It wasn't against the Rockets. I don't have to hate Clay Thompson. Uh, no. Instead, uh, we should be embarrassed. Someone had their career high against the Rockets yesterday. Yeah. Uh, a Utah Jazz player, uh, Lori Marketing. former Bulls player. 49 points. 49 points. We love this man. So? We don't even know. Do you even have you ever heard? Don't of you feel the shame when someone has a career high against us? Have you heard of I that mean, guy's name? Maybe, but like a Cleveland Cavalier got like seventy-one points like a week ago. Why am I gonna be Donovan Mitchell, baby? Yeah. Wait, that was Mitchell. That was, yeah, that was Mitchell. Yeah. You, oh my, got, good for him. <laughs> I didn't know it was him. He got traded. Okay. When the Jazz blew it up. Yeah. This past season. Oh my God. We're talking basketball on the pod, and you know what? I don't care. <laughs> this is our podcast if you want to start your own podcast buy a blue yeti microphone you know find two <laughs> people that you love and trust they don't have to be your brothers 
uh, and then uh, slowly but surely start to on the side create your own business and don't tell the mm. other two that you're gonna cut them off really soon. That's I'm sorry, crazy. what? Ah, uh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ruben. I think Ruben. I think we're. I think we're. I think we're cutting up. I think we're cutting off, Ruben. What are you rubbing together, bro? What is it? Dice, marbles, <laughs> money. Money. These are quarters. Quarters. Awesome. You know how many quarters I have? Why I am literally. I have Scrooge McDuck up in this bitch. <laughs> the customers literally just walk out and just flip a coin to you. It's like here you go. <laughs> they're like, they're change. Yeah, they're like a. They're all, like they're like an old mid Atlantic, uh, mid Atlantic nineteen thirties guy. They're like, wow, you've done a well, you've done a swell job of taking care of me today. Yep. Here's a fine quarter for you. <laughs> they flip it through the air. Beautiful. It goes in slow-mo. And you hear the little Beautiful. twinkle of the xylophone. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, the bell chimes. It's not the, yep. I, I don't know my percussion instruments, man. I'm not good at this. So sad. <laughs> so, right, do you next, guys think... Yeah. Wait, no, but do you guys think we could buy the rights to Bugs Bunny? No. No, absolutely They not. never sell it. Why would they sell, Why would they sell the rights to Bugs Bunny? Because they're in financial need and Zaslav hates tunes. We could buy Pepe Le Pew. I think, no. You know who we could buy? <laughs> the Great Gazoo. We could buy the Great Gazoo, <laughs> baby. We could revamp. We could make the character likable. We could make him likable, man. Come on, man. <laughs> We could put him in a better setting. Who puts an alien in, in, in prehistoric times? Whose idea was that? How much LSD you think they were on when they came, when Hanna-Barbera came up with that? I don't know. Probably all of it. <laughs> all of it. All the LSD. That's, that's actually how we lost Barbera. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up on the WB News Circuit. This is speculation. <laughs> It is speculation by a box office analyst. This isn't coming from a trade, okay? Uh-huh. I want to lead off with that. Uh, so it's a, a box office analyst called Luis Fernando. Basically, the speculation, people are complaining that WB marketing is kind of dropping the ball. The speculation is they do not have enough money to market their movies, and they don't have enough money to even move their movies to wait for more money for them to be able to market their movies properly. Wow. <laughs> wow. People are complaining about the lack of marketing for the Shazam movie that comes out in like two months. Oh, Saying no. that they were in a corner is an undis- understatement, <laughs> bro. It is an understatement. <laughs> well, where, where would you say they're at then, Jacob? If not a they corner. are burning in the fire. They're <laughs> <laughs> literally burning alive to a crisp. You know Rashak, Meshak, and Abednego, baby. <laughs> This is what happens when you greenlight. By Nebuchadnezzar. This is what happens when uh, your when the Rock's vanity superhero project doesn't do well. <laughs> what are you talking about? Black Adam made billions. Yeah, what are you talking about? And made uh, approximately three more billion dollars, Ruben. But anyway, point is. WB is in dire financial straits. We will did, see how that continues. What did Zaslav do with the money? No, it's AT&T. They were in like $50 billion of debt before Zaslav acquired the company. What? I have no idea. AT&T spent way too much money on content. and put What the were money. they doing? They were a telecommunication company. You think they know how to run a movie studio? When the hell did they buy WB? 
I, I think the better question is why did the government let a telecommunication company <laughs> buy a movie studio? Yeah, just... I guess the president doesn't like the great. This was this was the president's long game. He was trying to get rid of the Great Gazoo episodes <laughs> from the Flintstones, and he ended up oh getting God. more than he could bargain. He's like, I just wanted to get rid of the green guy. Now I lost bugs. My beloved, this, this is not the way it was supposed to go. <laughs> this is this is horrendous, Jacob. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Jacob, Jacob, yes. do you, would you like to, I think we should, uh, you, me, and Ruben should all challenge uh, Zaslav to a game of Monopoly and see how <laughs> this guy's got hotels on his block, man, and they're not his. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> anyway, put that in the Bible. That's a good. That's a so, good bar. So that's that's Mr. Zaslav's wild ride in terms of the external financials of WB. Now let's go into uh, how DC Studios is doing. Oh God, Jacob! Remember how you were excited about Superman coming back, and I was too when yeah. we were reviewing Black Adam in the post-credit scene back in like October, November. Well, that all got thrown out the window because Henry Cavill. Uh, over the holidays, posted <laughs> that he is no longer going to be Superman after having a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? His, ca what? his cameo from the Flash is his uh, cameo from the Flash has apparently also been deleted. No. Um, <laughs> At least pretend to sound disappointed, Jacob. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's just that DC is like in the reboot phase, so it doesn't really matter what's going on anymore. At least like the next yeah. two movies. Apparently, they. I, I mean, this is just a rumor. I'm pretty sure like The Flash is coming back. Ezra Miller, they they let... Yeah, apparently, a variety reported, yeah. So Henry Cavill's gone. But apparently some of the upper echelon WB guys said, you know, Ezra's made so much progress. I think we can keep him as the Flash. No, let put that put put them in a mental institute and I think keep them I in think there. Ezra is in like a mental institution yeah. right keep now. Keep them there. <laughs> they are an amazing they're an amazing actor, but they need a break. They need yeah. help. If you if And you they don't need them, to play the Flash. If you let okay. them come back as the Flash they are going to end up in a Hawaiian prison again. All right? Please. Yeah. Please, for the love of God, find someone else. Like we were, we were just talking about, you know, Jeremy Renner bringing it back in and Hamlin, how they're human beings and they're not just entertainment. Ezra Miller is not just a source of entertainment. Mm -hmm. Let the dude heal. <laughs> yeah. They're in distress. They thought they were Jesus like three months ago. They did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jeez. That's a horrible idea. So why would you get rid of Gail Gadot or Gadot, whatever? The Gal, hell? isn't it Gal Gadot? I don't give a shit. Well, say the right. Okay, whatever. Whatever. All I right. Like, so I love Gail, but uh, also, uh, you know, she has some 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 opinions on the Palestinian conflict. 
<laughs> Damn, why'd you have to say, man, why'd you say it like well, that? I am just saying it like that is the most clean way I can say <laughs> that, that without getting way. bombed by the Holy Land, all right? <laughs> Jesus, we're much. dropping this. Exactly. You cannot even talk. No, no, no. We are not. This podcast is not no, 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 diving into a, the Israel-Palestine conflict. We're going to take a side step and then continue moving forward. Right? It's ju- way too complex of an issue gonna, for us to juke, tackle on here. We're going to juke the topic. All right. Take a, make a little spin move around the topic. All right. And we're going to move forward. Jacob has been working on his juke moves. He actually beat Matt in Wii Sports yesterday. Oh, Everybody yes, congratulate yes. Jacob. Ruben, thank you. Put thank a, you. Ruben, put, put it up. Put a applause track over No, come on. You don't like have that. to put the applause track. Put a few track. woos in something. That is insulting. <laughs> come on. JQ, what do you think of Henry Cavill's exit from Superman after his momentary re-entry for like a month? Well, you know, you, you I'm sure that, Ruben, I don't know Ruben and Jacob have seen Spy Kids 3, but uh, have you guys seen Spy Kids 3 and there's that moment when Elijah Wood shows up and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> the role he was born to play. And then he breaks through a door and he immediately dies. That's what I feel like about Henry Cavill's Superman. The man was not even given. That is honestly perfect. <laughs> he was not even given a chance, dude. It's to be honest, he's been my favorite Superman. Um, yeah. You know, the same thing goes for Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. It's just poor writing and bad planning. And you have these actors who not only who not only portray the character really well, but deeply care about the character. And they aren't able to do it because the people around them are so bad at mismanaging. I don't know if I should blame James Gunn on this one. Like, I'm upset with Gunn, to be sure. But also, WB has been squandering that actor for, like, the past few years. So it's not like he's doing anything that they haven't done. He had the balls to say no, at least. WB just kind of kept him in limbo. I don't know. No, but, like, the only reason Henry Cavill was in Black Adam, to be completely fair to WB, the new WB regime, a little bit, is because The Rock pushed for it. And they're thinking, oh, it's The Rock. Discovery's never been involved in filmmaking. It's like, oh, it's The Rock. If we do this, we're going to make a lot of money. And they didn't make a lot of money. No. And basically, I think Henry Cavill and The Rock's agent's the same. I think it's The Rock's ex-wife. Uh... Is his agent? Yeah, I think so. If I'm, I'm remembering properly. What? I don't know, man. People. Why? <laughs> but Henry Cavill has the same agent, so that's why he really wanted to push for this. Uh, but there's like other shit. Okay, actually, no, let's not get into the rock yet. Jacob, any thoughts about a uh, Henry Cavill coming in, walking out? You know, I, I think Jonathan has said like everything that needs to be said. <laughs> I put it in so eloquently. No, they didn't even give him a chance. No, that's like this. That is like, what, what upsets me the I most. Say, yeah. I mean, like, Man of Steel. I don't care what any of any of you bastards listening to this say, because I know that's a divisive movie. That is a spectacular movie. All right, yeah. say what you will. I really loved Henry's portrayal of Superman in that movie. Even with Zack Snyder trying to push this God complex in it, Henry provided that role with a sense of humanity and groundedness just through his portrayal. Jonathan, Superman was in his Jesus year. He was 33. He was in his Jesus year. His Jesus year. His Jesus year, baby. Jacob, Jacob, Ruben, I do have one question for you, though. Who would you like to see take up the cape? An unknown actor uh, who plays the role really well. It doesn't need to be anyone known. Jacob, what about you? Um, I don't know. 
think Danny DeVito. <laughs> Dude, that'd be awesome, bro. Oh, you know what? Let, let's get that 90s flavor. Let's get Nick Cage to play Superman. Oh, by my way. God. He's yeah. too old for that. And Fine, get, get, get Nick Cage to play Jarrell. No, get Danny DeVito to play Jarrell. <laughs> I would love a Danny DeVito Jarrell. Are you kidding me? Me personally, though, I want to see, I think, either uh, Tom Holland, Mark uh, Wahlberg, or Logan Lerman. God damn you, Keith. <laughs> you know, maybe Dylan O'Brien. Maybe Dylan O'Brien. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. No, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I think, no, no. You know what? To throw another name in there, another potential name, I think Tim Timothy Chalamet has the range. Oh, God damn, yeah. no. I think Zendaya could pull it off. Oh, possibly. my I think... God. <laughs> Bro, now I'm picturing Superman in Lois Lane with Zendaya and Tom Holland. Thank you for that. Thank you for that shit. No, no, Thank no, you for man, that, that shit. Why would you put that out into the universe? There's no way you'll do it. The Spider-Man <laughs> movies already do that. All right. Let the happy couple have their Spider-Man shit. Let them. Let, let them. Tom Holland apparently wants to take a break from acting to start a family. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Can't wait till he plays Superman. <laughs> okay, so other news that came out. He's already friends with James Gunn. He's already friends with James Gunn. James Gunn's writing a Superman movie apparently as well. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. You know, I love me some James Gunn. I'm going to gush on him in like freaking 10 minutes. So I'm not going to go too overboard here. Yeah. I think he could pull off a Superman pretty well. <laughs> I think he's going to recast John Cena as Superman. <laughs> 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 no! Oh, God. No! God, no! John Cena Superman versus Jason Momoa Lobo. Let's get that going. Let's, go. Let's get that going. Let's go. <laughs> versus Dave Bautista Bane. All right? Yes! yes. Bane okay. versus Superman. James, two seconds. Two James seconds. James two seconds. Fight. <laughs> James Gunn, if you are listening to this, I know Dave Bautista isn't Hispanic, he's Filipino. But I really want him as Bane. Yeah, for the love of God, I don't, I don't. As a Hispanic dude myself, I could give less of a shit at this point. <laughs> um, God, I don't know. What was I gonna say? What was I gonna say? Wait, no. What were we talking about again? Uh, James Gunn writing a Superman movie. Yes, I think that James Gunn, at least based on what we've seen from him in the past, has the capability of balancing the lightheartedness but also the seriousness of a character like Superman. Because Superman. Like, I feel like we're taking Superman maybe just a little too seriously nowadays. No way. No, with like really? injustice, with yeah. things like injustice and <laughs> yeah, like no, the Spider portrayal and like all the evil Superman you have out Bro, there. Evil Omni Superman's Man. been effing done to death and Zack Snyder was going to make an entire evil Superman arc on top of all the evil Superman content we already got. Can you imagine if Homelander and Omni-Man and Injustice and then Zack Snyder's evil Superman had all happened? I mean, Jesus, that would have been too much. <laughs> I bet you there's actually a, 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 a creature like Superman on this planet who's seen all this content and was like, you know what, maybe it's not the right time. <laughs> to, let people, to let people know that I exist. It seems like maybe not the right time. Uh, but yeah, no, I feel like James can bring it back to a more golden era. Yes, so, that's exactly what we need. And like, but we need like a balance. I think we need something in yeah. the middle. I don't think we should go all the no. way back to like what Christopher Reeve was doing in the 80s. No. No. Like that, no, that wouldn't resonate with audiences today, yeah. but at the same time... Yeah, yeah, we saw that. We saw that attempt in Superman Returns, and it didn't resonate with audiences. You're right, and that was what? That was 
18 years ago? Yeah. No, wait, I'm doing my math wrong. No, 16 years ago. Damn. But, like, yeah, that did not work. And it's going to work less now. <laughs> yeah. So you need to do something new with the character. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. I am sad to see Cavill go. I would have loved to see For him sure. continue uh, just a little longer. I don't know who they're going to keep from this from this current DCE. I don't even know. Because, like, they're talking. People are speculating full reboot, but it doesn't sound like full reboot, and they're keeping people Matt keep Reeves Batman, Walking Phoenix Joker. People keep saying that that James is gonna reboot everything but his own stuff. I think he's which would be shit, own... or like, or if him I and Pete, he... they reboot everything except him and Peter Safran stuff, that would also be shit. Yeah. So like Shazam was sticking around and Aquaman, uh, that would be kind of shitty as I well think for that, everyone else. I think that he's making another peace peacemaker season. Yeah, and let him do that. Like let him wrap yeah, it up. Let him, yeah, let him wrap it up though. Like I don't I want that. you know what I want him to do that I really think he could pull off well at some point, and I hope this is announced this month when they announce shit. Booster gold. James Gunn, make a booster gold, I don't know, show movie, but it would work so I, goddamn gold. well. I really love that's like that would be a great idea. Really uh, great episode in the original Justice League Unlimited cartoon. Yeah. With Booster Gold. Great character. <laughs> get Ryan Reynolds as Booster Gold. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, there are more funny people in the world than You know who Ryan could pull Reynolds. off? I, I think I someone said this online, or maybe I thought of it. Pete I don't even remember. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> If they do the reboot, and, like, for example, it sounds like maybe they won't continue Aquaman, but they'll make Jason Momoa Lobo, for example. Yeah. If they don't continue with this universe at all, and he wants to use John Cena still. Booster Gold. John Cena Booster Gold. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. If we want to carry him over, I could very much see that. Yep. Full reboot. Now, the other question, uh, Jacob, what do you think? Do you think they'll use two Batman? Two different Batman? No, I, don't, I don't think so. Why would they use two different so you, Batman? They're going to have one for like the artsy independent movies and then like one for like, <laughs> hey, you know, the so ensemble like, pieces. James Gunn said they're keeping Batman separate. Like the question, I guess, is is he going to have a separate universe without Batman in it? Or is there going to be two different Batman running around again? It's probably going to be two different Batman if that's the case. I yeah. really want Matt Reeves to continue with his Batman. Which apparently he's going to let him do. There was like, yeah. in Variety, they said they were thinking of like merging, which would have been a terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, no, but James is like, no, we're going to let him cook on his own. Let uh, Matt cook. Let him cook. Let my boy cook. <laughs> it's kind of it's hard to like balance Gotham and Batman like in a DC like universe because they're all gods basically justice like, League did it are just like crazy yeah they did but like that's the talented writing staff which we haven't yeah. had yet <laughs> um i guess maybe james gunn could pull it off and like james whoever gunn else he brings taking, in but peter Safford and james gunn said they're taking like inspiration from those old justice league cartoons yeah they said the old justice league cartoon and, and young they, justice, they, young, or, young justice yeah young justice okay. i imagine they're gonna do a teen titans things because marvel hasn't done their young avengers yet and they're gonna try to beat them to the punch if I'm guessing, especially yeah, because Titan Blue Beetle's coming out, and that I think Titan Blue Beetle, show, yeah, that Titan show is garbage. I'm sorry, everyone. I keep interrupting. Yeah, Continue. No, no, that Blue Beetle movie that's coming out, uh, it was supposed to be in the DCEU, but on social media, James Gunn keeps promoting it. So I, my theory is they're gonna retroactively make that the first movie in the new DC universe they're doing, and yeah. that Blue Beetle will be part of whatever the Young Justice thing they're doing is. Yeah, is my theory. 
Um, we'll see. James Gunn's apparently going to announce some stuff this month at some point, and we will obviously cover that. Um, very interested oh, to we? see. <laughs> no, we will. Uh, other thing, they, other thing. Before I forget, and I don't know how they feel about this. Apparently, I think Variety, which has been hit or miss because James Gunn's debunked some of their stuff, but he's debunked quite a bit of this. Yeah, stuff. and they're usually super reliable. So take this with a grain of salt because I don't think anyone ethnic knows what's going on with DC right now. Uh, they said Wonder Woman is not part of the first three years of James Gunn's uh, and Peter Safran's plan, which really surprised me because I feel like that character has been on the sidelines too long before her movie in 2017, and now they're just going to sideline her again for a couple more years, and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't feel <laughs> great about that. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. I am becoming less and less optimistic about James Gunn's and Peter Safran's run. With I want to hear what they're going to do before I start bashing it. any products yet. You know a, I mean? yeah, Jacob's right. Jacob's right. A, hear what they're going to do, and B, actually see some of the yeah. products before Just, starting to criticize. You can't criticize Because James Gunn, what he's done in the comic book genre so far has all been hits, like, in my opinion. I, some yeah. people may disagree with that, but I, I don't think he's missed in the comic book genre at all. Um... Mm. And because he's passionate about it, like he knows what he's doing. I mean, he reinvented the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Like they were completely different characters. And now they're all like every iteration of the Guardians is forever going to be James Gunnified, which yeah. is nuts. It's probably why he wanted to do a project like that anyway. Like mm. that's a mark forever. Like that Guardians game, it's not a direct adaptation of uh, James Gunn's Guardians, but it has a lot of the flavor of James Gunn's Guardians sure. in there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, the last part of DC we're going to talk about here, uh, The Rock's uh, exit from DC, baby! <laughs> <No>! <laughs> Which is some of the funniest shit you will read. Because they went to a... The Rock and his people uh, would send shit to Deadline, and then WB, their mouthpiece was Variety, and they were just going back and forth lambasting each other. <laughs> Apparently, The Rock sent like, fake financial information to Deadline that they published, about how the movie's gonna be uh, profitable, so the oh, movie wouldn't no. look like it flopped. Then The Rock tweeted it out. Uh, underneath, it's like we're building a new universe. Captain America: The First Avenger only made four hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah, in two thousand eleven. <laughs> That's like ten years of inflation ago. <laughs> and an entire comic book like freaking fandom's been created since then as yep. well um so that happened uh the rock apparently they were doing a hawkman spinoff black adam sequel that's what they wanted not gonna happen oh, now that's not gonna happen. the hawkman spinoff upsets me more than the yeah, lack of black adam sequel quite honestly i was great in the movie yeah like the, the aldrich hodge was yeah. so good the, the, yeah, that's the crappy part about Black Adam. The supporting characters were better than Black yep. Adam. <laughs> yep, 100%. I hear that every single one of those supporting characters is better. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know about Noah Centennial, because also I don't like Noah eh, Centennial. He was all right in it. That's, yeah, that's it. Adam Smasher, Adam I think. Smasher? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. He was all right he was in okay. it. That, dude, that dude's from Awesomeness TV. That guy's like an old Viner or some shit. Like, oh, he was on Vine. I don't know how he ended up in a superhero movie. Who is giving these white kids the, a platform? <laughs> Stop it. They just it. got money. They just got money. Man. Stop it. No, so... The, Nepo, baby. So, so the Henry Cavill cameo, how it came about, because that's been talked about in the press at this point. The Rock went to the guy who was at the time the head of WB, uh, DC, uh, Walter Hamada, 
the head of DC at Warner, Warner Brothers, yeah. and uh, Toby Toby uh, Emmerich, who's the head of uh, Warner Brothers film at the time, asked for the cameo. They said, "No way, man! This is not a good idea." Um, and then the Rock went over their heads. Two, I think, Zaslav and the new heads. Then the new film heads of DC at the time approved of the cameo before James Gunn got in there. And then the cameo got put in. Um, and then Black Adam did not make money. And basically, I think what this Variety article says, some anonymous source said, The Rock was requesting more and more, but the financials weren't supporting all the stuff he was asking for. <laughs> That's a bit of a a bit of an egotistical prick sometimes. Yeah, no, I would a little say. bit, yeah. That That's the kingpin, to... baby. The kingpin sitting at the yeah, table. Yeah, the for... kingpin. Put the. I wish we would. I wish this was in a video form so that we could put up that photo again. But in but we green screen out the, all the other people and we put a door with an exit sign over it. So... <laughs> That man, that man let let all. I don't even. Do you think he's read a single Black Adam comic? Be honest Who with me. Knows. He probably uh, did before. Like, oh my god, I'm looking at this article right now. So after this whole Superman debacle happened, Henry Cavill fired his agent, The Rock's ex-wife. After oh all this went god. down, <laughs> so now she's his ex ex-wife. He's gonna be his ex agent here pretty soon for making her. Making her lose such a big client like Henry Cavill, <laughs> but in good news to uh, the forty the the forty k fandom, uh, apparently Henry Cavill is gonna move forward with a Warhammer forty k TV show. Yeah, shout he out, deserves shout it. Shout out my boy James. Shout out my boy James. This this not Cameron, not Gun, our friend James. I don't want. I oh, don't he's know a Warhammer he, guy. Yeah. Oh, dude. He says I gotta, me I gotta ask him about it then. He sends me Warhammer memes all the effing time. Seriously. Yes. Shout that. out James. <laughs> James Knowles, baby. James doesn't listen to our podcasts. Does he not? I don't know if he does, man. What a bitch. <laughs> yeah. You bitch if you're let's, listening. Yeah, let's dox him. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we're not doxing again. We're doxing James. Again. <laughs> Jonathan dox. Oh, you missed that. Listen, <laughs> yeah, Jonathan doxed himself. Why? I accidentally doxed myself in the last episode. Oh my god! He, he gave the ed- he gave the address to his restaurant that the restaurant he works at by yeah. accident. Jesus. <laughs> Which, by the way, is not. Oh true. my god! <laughs> we bleeped it out. Don't worry. Yeah, no we did bleep it out. No one's gonna. I caught it in real time. I love how you didn't notice until like. Yeah, because I was like, "Oh crap!" That does count as doxing. <laughs> Okay, I already, so I guess I don't, I don't, I don't imagine people walking into my work and wishing me harm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, true. Like, <laughs> I guess so. Maybe I still have too much hope in humanity. Okay, I thought I uh, lost it all. <laughs> couple, couple more things um, here about the of Dwayne Johnson that I want your opinions on. I'm just gonna read it off, and then I'm gonna get your thoughts. Uh, apparently, Dwayne Johnson wanted a producing credit on Super Pets earlier this year. But what? what is with this guy? <laughs> and then he also insisted on a tequila bar for his brand of tequila, uh, Termana, at Black Adam's premiere. <laughs> Why is he? Ma- he has no. He has no right to make all these demands. <laughs> You know, you know what I have to say to that, Jacob. I don't remember who said this, but a wise man, a, a, a wise man did. He said, 
It's about drive. It's oh about power. God. We so stay hungry, good. we devour. <laughs> put in the work, put in the hours, and take it take hours. hours. Like the tequila bar. Now, he's got black and Samoan in his veins. His culture is banging with strange. He changed the game. So what's his motherfucking name? Rock! Rock! Uh, that's all I have to say. I bet you that's all he had to say to get that tequila bar. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, not really that much of a loss at the this Rock. This is a man who no one has said no to in the last 10 years. That's what he's like. Oh, yeah, but here, here's, the, here's the best part about the Rock. Uh, it's Black Adam. Just to end it off. Uh, they asked him to cameo in Shazam too. You know, Shazam, the villain of like whose villain is Black Adam. The main villain of Shazam is Black Adam, and he said no. <laughs> Man said no because he wasn't interested in fighting Shazam. You know, the 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 guy who he's supposed to fight. No, he had to fight Superman. Exactly. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I don't think he played a single I don't think he played a single game I don't think he read a single comic I don't think he saw a single show or movie with Black Adam in it I bet you was just like okay what's his name Black Adam where does he live Kondok alright let's make a movie no let's no no movie. so he got cast in 07 to play the villain in the Shazam movie then he's like oh man this character's too big he needs his own movie he's not that big <laughs> Translation, uh, my ego is too big. I need my own movie. <laughs> I play second fiddle to no one. Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, yeah, and The Rock still can't lose my in his name movies. Was the, uh, Wait, Black what? Adam, yeah, The Rock can still not lose in his movies. Black Adam never loses a fight in this movie, yeah, by the way. <laughs> uh, Him and Jason Statham and Vin Diesel must have the smallest freaking dicks. <laughs> with all the oh roids probably God. yeah can you exactly it's shrunken down with all the roids all the blood that's supposed okay, to okay, go to right, the so dick so goes so to the arm no 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 no. let me cook let me cook there jacob go. we don't need it on the podcast Come let on. me cook jacob all right and I'll moving on moving no, on done. you are done um so we're cutting you oh. over the holiday season. James Gunn released the prelude to his final Guardians of the Galaxy film. The quaalude? It's not literally a prelude, but it kind of is a prelude. I said, it... I said quaalude and Ruben didn't even notice. Oh, I didn't notice. Um, the, Guardians <laughs> of the, Hol- the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special came out, um, which I thought was very delightful. No, what Christmas is, what Christmas time is here. I'm going to be listening to old 97s. <laughs> God, that, okay, yeah, no, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that special. That opening song, too, old 97s, great song, dude. Oh, my God, I was bumping that all holiday season. Ugh. No, and but, uh, I, yeah, that song was really good. good. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know how James Gunn does it, but he's able to make the most... Out of, out of this world, extravagant characters feel human and emotional, and yeah. like, like I was generally like emotionally touched by the end of this yeah. thing, he where was, I was almost crying. It was good. It was nice. Yeah. yeah, he's really good at handling these characters. Uh, like most of it focuses around the the, the two most oddball characters. Yeah, Drax of the group. and Mantis. Yeah. yeah, they are very out there, and they're very yeah. like 
they 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 act very differently than like than like human beings would and yet like you connect with them on such a deep level and like some of the out there things that they say and do don't come off as like you know they don't they don't come off as like cringeworthy or or mm-hmm. or like um or like uncomfortable like or awkward like you enjoy it like i feel like I feel like with, with James Gunn, I always toe the line, especially more recently on jokes that I like groan at and jokes that I laugh at. Um, mostly with Peacemaker. This one didn't have too many of those, but like he always brings it back at the end. Like, oh, he 100% does. He is so, I don't know what it is or like how he does it, but there is just a very deep understanding of what makes people human in, in James Gunn's work. Um Especially with the concept that I think of, of of human connection, I think that is what James Gunn thrives on. Looking at his output, like going as far back as Slither, you have like like these found family tropes throughout James Gunn's work. Like su- the Suicide Squad, same thing. Guardians of the Galaxy is the prime example, but he's just very good at like that idea of like, hey, us as humans, we have to rely on other people. We have to rely on those connections to be okay. Um, and to like live life and not be sad, which is why Gamora's loss is such a big thing for Peter yep. Quill. Um, but like, ah, what he does here with these characters, like, I just th- this was the realization for me that I'm going to cry like a little baby during Guardians Three because mm-hmm. I was just I'm just watching these dudes fumbling about for forty minutes and already my heartstrings are getting yanked. That I'm like, I care about these people too much. This is a this is bad. <laughs> This is not a good sign. <laughs> They're about to go through hell in this next movie. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Jacob, what about you? What about you? No, I just really liked it. It's a it's a nice little holiday spell special, you know. Um, and I I just like I don't know. It's just like it's it's kind of like it, like Ruben was saying. It's a prelude to the movie. It's it's a intro kind of thing. It's just like a little taste of what we're what's to come, kind of. Or like it's kind of like easing you into like uh the the guardians again and then yeah you know before it, it, James Gunn is gonna just yank at your heartstrings even more yeah that you know third I mean? movie's gonna be so something. It's gonna be, that movie's gonna hurt me it's gonna be rough it's gonna be a rough movie I'm gonna have to call out, out of himself, work you know like indirectly he said it many times I think bro the yeah. trailer tells you that movie's gonna be heart wrenching that trailer is so good I've seen that trailer too many times. I am uh, too hyped for the for that movie. That's that's sort of the first no, time in a while that I've been like that hyped for a movie, except for maybe Dune. No, I was gonna, like Marvel stuff. Like, there's so much that I can't keep. Like the like when the Avengers movies were coming out like four years ago, like the hype level I felt constantly for those things. I mean, was insane for Endgame and Infinity War. Yeah, I don't have that hype for Marvel anymore. I haven't had that feeling until Guardians Three. That's where I'm at with this. Yeah. Like, I am super hyped for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, going back to the holiday special, though, Kevin Bacon's role in this. So <laughs> funny. Playing himself. Yeah. I loved it. In the, um, mul- You know, there is a multiverse where he was a, a uh, what was his power in first class? I don't even remember. Oh, I don't remember either. Was it energy transfer? It was some shit like that, right? Yeah, I think that might have been it, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Regardless, regardless. Yeah, no, continue, Ruben. Kevin Bacon. No, like, Kevin Bacon is uh, just playing himself in this. And I don't know. Like, it's written really well. Like, it doesn't feel like a 
caricature of himself too much like a little yeah. bit he's spoofing himself yeah. but at the same time it actually feels like actual kevin bacon uh they actually involved his wife and everything yeah when he calls on the phone um i don't know like in their own way like the guardians are quirky characters and at the like they don't understand like human custom or like not to do some shit like kidnap, <laughs> kidnap <a human> people <laughs> but at the same time it's endearing um anyway like I don't know how he did it. Like it, they do the wrong thing, but you still feel like ah, like when you're watching them do the wrong thing, because yeah, the characters are written so effing well, and like their motivations are all laid out for a 45 minute special really well. Yeah. Like for Mantis yeah. especially, uh, really well laid out. Yeah. Um, if you haven't watched it, uh, I don't care if it's not Christmas. Watch it uh, before the movie comes out in May. I feel like yeah, I think worth it's, it. It's... It's pivotal. And it introduces some new concepts. It introduces Cosmo. Yes, Cosmo's going to be so good. uh, Who's played by uh, (laughs) the person who played the Borat's daughter in Borat 2. I love how you said the Borat. The Borat. The Borat. Come on now. The Borat. No. Uh, I mean, Mantis is revealed to be Peter's stepsister, um, which is not a spoiler. They say that like right at the beginning. Uh, they also show uh, Nowhere, which apparently the Guardians bought from the Collector. Yeah. Um, and can he I just survived, say, apparently. He did <laughs> he apparently survive. Can I just say, uh, Marvel's been relying on the volume more and more, especially with some of their more recent movies. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder especially used the volume a lot. And man, just seeing an actual huge practical set for a Marvel movie, like the Nowhere setting, was such a breath of fresh air. It's just like, in general, in modern Hollywood in general. Yeah. yeah, seeing them actually use a practical set where you feel like, oh, this is an actual place rather than, oh, look, they're just... The only movie that's used the volume exceptionally well is the Batman. And that's because Greg They Frazier. use the volume in that movie! You didn't know that? No! Well, now you do. Yeah, well, you see, that's how you know when it's being used properly. <laughs> yeah, Greg <laughs> Frazier uh, is the guy who did cinematography for The Mandalorian that first used the volume, and it kind of is obvious that he needs to give some kind of master class to people who are going to use the volume because he yeah. knows how to shoot it really well. Like, for example, the sunset scene, Jonathan, for in The Batman. Um, yeah. You know how, like, it's not going to stay like that constantly unless you yeah. have... A freaking green screen or a volume. That entire sequence was shot with the volume, like the Holy sunset scene. Shit. That's like the one big example I can think of. Yeah. Can you believe that 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 that's like the, the height of the volume? And then Thor Love and Thunder did whatever the hell. And you know, they they submitted they submitted Thor Love and Thunder for best visual effects on the Oscars. What? Yes. And to quote the internet, guys. If you are like crushing on someone right now and you're like, man, I just love this girl or this boy so much and you just don't have the confidence to do it, have Thor love and thunder level confidence. <laughs> Putting that, they, they, not only best visual effects, they're like, hey guys, consideration best picture maybe? No. Out of here with that shit. That movie is okay. That movie is aggressively okay. <laughs> Damn, your, your opinion of it has gone down a bit. Just a little bit. It's still not a bad movie. There are moments in it that I really I just think Taika mailed it in, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it feels like. I think he put too much humor in it. 
I just think he didn't want to do it that much. I don't yeah. know why he did it. Like it I've seen like... him balance humor and seriousness better in exactly. movies. No, that's, I've that's seen Jojo thing. Rabbit. Yeah. Like he has the capability. Yeah. He is fully capable. I do not like the Taika Waititi slander happening right now because of Thor: Love and Thunder. He has he's, he's made a detriment to his reputation by making that movie because all his other stuff is fine. It's really good. But people are bashing him now because that's what's in the spotlight, and 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 comic book fans can be such butt hurt people. True. Ugh. Anyway, but Guardians. yeah, <laughs> Guardian special. Watch it for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, it's not an action-packed thrill ride. But, Absolutely not. It's not. But it's something different from Marvel. Something but that it's an emotional core. And I think, and I think it'll be a Christmas it. holiday classic going forward. I'd be very yeah. surprised if it isn't. Um, even I don't know the viewing numbers this past cool year. Cool message as well, you know what I mean. The found family stuff James yeah, Gunn always does is really great. good. It's great. I'm really I hate I hate that I I'm lo- I love all these characters at this point. Even Nebula, I'm really fond of at this point. Like going from from where she started off in in the first Guardians to where she is now, she's grown so much as a character, and it's just so you just grow to love these characters. You see them grow so much. Oh, wait, no, before we move on, last, last thing, very yeah, yeah. last thing, Michael Rooker's Yondu. Yep. Honestly, okay. my so God, my God, probably one of my favorite characters in modern fiction at this point, <laughs> like modern fiction. Man, just, so well he's done. He's so, he's so well built and so complex. The characterization so that human. James Gunn came up with. And then how Michael Rooker plays him as well. Yeah. Like, it's so just good. like, because Michael Rooker has the ability to be like, get to have this threatening and like a paternal aura, but at the same time to have like this gentle touch to like the way that he portrays the character as well, which is what Yanyu is. It's this person who's built like a callus around himself because the galaxy around him is such a horrible and dangerous place. But deep down, he's just like, he's just, he's just like a, I don't want to say like a kid, but he's there's an innocence left in there. He likes little trinkets, you know. Yeah. He yeah. likes he 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 takes pride in in the in his in his people and his and his and his found fa- and his found family. Um, he cares about them, and like you can tell that he's kind of building this entire facade to not appear weak, but deep down he's just like this dutiful heart of gold, and I really really like what they do with him. Um. I mean, yeah, of course he, of, of course he is dead at this point. But the way that they use him in the in the holiday special is through flashback, yeah, uh, ro- rotoscope, like rotoscope flashback set segments, and it's just yeah, God. you get that Rankin Bass feel. It hits. There is a moment at the end where Peter reveals a gift that Yondu gave to him that is su- such a great retcon. It's such a natural little progression of the characters. It's like, oh my god, he's just made. It also such made a Yondu... great microcosm of like of, of of people. He's made such a great little culture. No, those, both the gifts are a big deal because you know. Spoiler alert! We're gonna spoil that if you haven't watched it. Go watch it. So he gives Yondu uh, one of those little desk trinkets. Mm-hmm. Which apparently James Gunn says is the first one uh, Yondu ever had. Apparently, yeah. um, so that's like deepens Yondu's character in the first one even more when you're going yeah. back and watching it. Which is but so then funny he gives, y- then he gives it. yeah, 
that first scene with the desk crickets is such a throwaway moment where he's like, how many of these you got? I like to put them on my dashboard when I'm when I flying through the guy. Like, I can't tell if you're joking or not. And it's just become such an actual part of his character. <laughs> and then the guns that uh, Yondu, the, he gave Peter Quill his blasters, basically, as a Christmas gift. Yeah. Like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. What I also love, and I mentioned this to Ruben and Jacob when we were, when we were like, after we watched it, is that retroactively like this idea of the trinkets also makes that last scene of the first guardian movie so meaningful when he opens the 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 orb and the power stone isn't in there it's just a little troll doll and he smiles it's not because like the first time you see it you're like oh he's so pissed but like going back and like oh he's so he's so proud of peter for being as wily as he is and he's also just so happy to be like oh look another trinket another little trinket for my little dashboard it's just like James is I, look as as hard as DC is looking right now, uh, as scary as it's looking. I really do think it might be in some really good hands here, just based yeah. on like the way that I think that it's in good hands. Characters like this are de- dealt with. Like, James Gunn's a great writer director, and then Peter Safran's a pretty good producer who's made some really good comic book movies, and then the Conjuring movies are good as well. Yeah. I think it's in good hands. I I want to see what they do first before I start complaining. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, that's it for uh, that's this it. episode. Yeah. Uh, JQ. No, no, no. Me. Let's have Jacob close it out. Close it out? Yeah. You, I close it out a lot now. You know, we have to pass on the duties. No to say. Sure. <laughs> Give me the line. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, Jacob, your motivation is you are one third of Q. Go. Bye guys! Have a nice one today, boys and girls. Did I do it?